Today is Monday, May the 30th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, we start with Mark Kingston. Yes, the news is official. He will return as South Carolina's head baseball coach in 2023. And I am here to give you all my full reaction, what it means for South Carolina baseball moving forward, and just what he will have to do to turn things around for the Gamecocks baseball program next season. Also, guys, as we close out the 2022 baseball season, officially the Yardcocks postseason award show is here, guys. I'll reward everything from the Coonskin Cap Award, the Michael Roth Award, the Matt Price Award, the Win Anyway Award, Best Moment, TSUS Season MVP, and much, much more. Also, guys, we have got your listener questions. We have got a packed show for you here on this Memorial Day. And, of course, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Guys, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase with a new account when you spend $50 or more. Yes, you heard that right, guys. SeatGeek is back as a proud sponsor of TSUS, and I am very excited to promote them once again. You need tickets to anything, sporting events, concerts, it does not matter. SeatGeek is the way to go. And again, guys, in these times where everything, the prices are going up, you could use 20 bucks, right? We could all use 20 extra dollars in our pocket. So again, whatever you might need tickets to, SeatGeek has got it. That's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com and use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more. So again, guys, SeatGeek.com or go download the app and we appreciate our friends at SeatGeek. And when you check them out, be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. about myself today i don't need to drink coffee past around say one 
or two o'clock. Normally, my coffee schedule is I'll have two to three cups in the morning. You've probably seen me drinking coffee on the Daily Crow, but generally, I do not drink any coffee past that. Of course, I'm recording this here on this Sunday afternoon, Sunday night around 7.30 or so. And I thought to myself when I got home from being out of town, well, you know what? It's about 5.30. I'll have some coffee, really juice myself up with the podcast. And now I feel like I am bouncing off the walls. I had to like breathe beforehand, like, like, all right, let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. Let's put together a competent product. Let's put together a competent show. But either way, folks, I'm here. We are here. We are excited. We're fired to be chatting with you here on this Monday. First things first, hey, happy Memorial Day. Folks, be safe. Have fun. Enjoy yourself, whether you're on the lake, you're at the pool, you're at the beach, whatever it is you're doing, however you're spending your Memorial Day, make sure you're safe. Enjoy yourself. And let's all remember, by the way, the reason for this holiday and honoring those U.S. military personnel who have died while serving in the United States Armed Forces, guys. So again, remember, While you're at the barbecue, you're at the pool, you're having some cold ones, let's just all remember those that paid the ultimate sacrifice to afford us the freedoms that we sometimes do take for granted. So again, happy Memorial Day to you all. Very excited to be chatting with you here on this Monday. And I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. And again, if you're choosing to tune in to TSUS here on this Memorial Day, when you could be doing probably anything else, I want to say thank you. I I truly do appreciate you, and I'm glad to be a part of your Memorial Day festivities. Uh, Really quickly, guys, before we get going, because we got a lot to discuss on the baseball side of things. Of course, a baseball-heavy show here on this Monday. And really, it's just schedule stuff. I I will tell you this. We've got a normal schedule this week for the podcast and the Daily Crow outside of Friday. So, guys, as I've told you before, and I won't go into too much detail, but yours truly right now, looking at different spots to live and all that stuff, I'm going out of town on Friday to tour a place. The tour is in the afternoon, early afternoon. So, with that being said, we're going to bump up the Daily Crow on Friday an hour. Instead of noon to 2, it is going to be 11 to 1. And you'll probably notice I already scheduled for us to do a Road to Glory on Friday. I feel like that's a good day to do it. You know, it's like a casual Friday. That's sort of the day to do it. We're all winding down, getting ready for the weekend. Why not go into the weekend on a fun note, watching me spin a piglet with Spencer Rattler and throw some tutties? You know what I mean? So we will do that yet again on Friday, the Road to Glory stuff. But it will be 11 to 1 instead of 12 to 2. Outside of that, guys, content schedule is normal when it comes to podcasts, Daily Crow. We got our 10 Roof show on Wednesday, 6 to 8. We might also, by the way, I'll tease this because it's not confirmed. We might have a special guest, former Gamecocks baseball player, joining me on the stage for just a little bit. Uh, so, again, stay tuned for that. Also, SECU, our SEC Unfiltered content, Tuesday, Thursday. That is officially the podcast schedule moving forward for that. Um, very excited for that to actually have a set schedule for SECU. So, again, wanted to get that out there. And also, guys, for those who are in the city, in the city of Columbia, I wanted to throw this out there as well for those who might be interested. Yours truly will be speaking Wednesday morning at a 1 million cups event. You might have heard me talk about this over the course or right when football season started is when I did it, but it is basically an event for entrepreneurs and and for those who own small businesses or influencers or what have you to speak to a crowd and to talk about their story and their business, et cetera, et cetera. Yours truly will be speaking this Wednesday. It's at 711 Saluda Avenue, 9 a.m. If you do want to come out, if you got some free time, you're more than welcome. Uh, Going to be about a six or seven minute presentation and taking questions, a little Q&A, but very excited for that to meet 
meet uh, some entrepreneurs in the city and just kind of share the story of TSUS and SECU and the vision moving forward. Uh, that'll also be streaming on social media. So I'll be sure to share that and let you guys know what is up. But either way, excited and appreciate the opportunity from the folks at One Million Cups to share the TSUS story. And again, our excitement for moving forward, just what is in the pipeline. With all that in the books, let's get into the big news that dropped over the weekend. As per sources, aka Kendall Rogers at E1 Baseball, which I feel like is pretty much as good a source as you can find, Mark Kingston is set to return as South Carolina head baseball coach for the 2023 season. And I will say this, first things first, thank you to all those who tuned into the Twitter spaces over the weekend. Uh, you know, it's funny, last week, a Thursday or so, when it was uh, 100 days to kickoff, we ran a Twitter spaces and I thought it was really successful. And we'd done some before and I was like, you know, we need to do these more often. And sure enough, we fired it up on Saturday. It was on a Friday night, I believe. Yeah, we fired it up on Friday night and, you know, things were, things went really well. I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of you tuned in and expressed your frustration and sort of used that platform event, which I thought was great and was awesome and something I want to do more of. And it was great to hear people and the passion for Gamecocks baseball. With that being said, the news of Mark Kingston comes out late Friday night that he will return. And I will say this, guys. I went on record a few weeks ago and told you all that if I had to predict gun to head, Mark Kingston would return. When you looked at the dysfunction behind closed doors with the board of trustees, with Ray Tanner, and just what's going on with the higher-ups in Columbia, South Carolina, those in positions of power when it relates to the University of South Carolina, I just felt like due to previous buyouts that had been paid, it seemed like Mark Kingston, it's just how much does baseball, even though we, we hold it, right? We hold it in a very high regard. How much does baseball really move the needle to pull the trigger and make a change? So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. What I am is disappointed. I'm extremely disappointed and what is most, most frustrating, guys, to be honest with you, what's most frustrating, because we've talked about it all season long, right? I, I don't even need to beat it in your head anymore about what the problems are, what the problems were. Yes, there were injuries with this team, but it all comes back to the development. And even further than that, the recruiting and identifying and getting top talent and specifically on the hitting side of things and the shortcomings there, right? That is where my greatest concerns lie. And oh, by the way, just, uh, I don't know, the record, the overall record in the play on the field and having a below 500 season for the first time since 1996, right? Having the, the only the fourth below 500 finish since 1964. Oh, by the way, that's kind of a big deal. But I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, and what's most frustrating, what I wanted to get into, what's most frustrating is I'm a baseball guy, right? That, that's not a secret. I'm a baseball guy. I love it. I love Carolina baseball. I love the game in general. But South Carolina baseball is very, very special to me, and it's very special to each and every single one of us. And when it comes to early February, all the way until like right now, mid-June really, Honestly, guys, we all love football, and I love talking football, but I don't want to have to talk football, right? I want to be able to get excited and spend time previewing baseball season and making content around baseball and tuning into every single game and not feel like I'm wasting my time. And what's most frustrating and most unfortunate, what's the sad part about it all? 
The 2023 baseball season, guys, we are going to enter into unknown territory for this program. And what I mean by that is this, the apathy and the lack of excitement around Gamecocks baseball will be at an all-time high. It'll be like unlike anything we've ever seen before. And it's because of the man in charge. And listen, I say all that to say this, I hope Mark Kingston proves me wrong. And I know you all listening feel that way as well. Nobody is pulling for him to fail. Nobody is pulling for Mark Kingston to have a bad season. Nobody is doing that. But I just think back to the culture of this program, the standards within it, and you are so ready and so willing to fire Chad Holbrook after what he did, right? You were so ready to move on from him. And listen, hindsight's 2020. I'm not even sitting here saying that is that was the wrong move. Right, Things were a lot different then. South Carolina baseball had not missed the postseason period in like 17 years. When you missed it in 2015, I mean, it was like we were taken aback. Like, this is just unacceptable. This can't be tolerated. And then when you missed it again in 2017, even I said at that time, guys, hey, at this program, you missed the postseason two out of three years? What you get's what you get, man. You got to walk. That's simply not good enough. But Chad Holbrook, looking now, he got fired for a lot less than what Mark Kingston has done. And as I told you all before, man, what bothers me the most, because I know they're not just talking to me. I know I'm not just in some special some special camp of people that, we're, oh, we're the only ones hearing this from former players and this guy and that guy. Like, I know Ray Tanner's hearing this noise. I know those in charge at USC are hearing this noise. What's most frustrating and most disappointing, listen, if you don't want to listen to me, fine. If you don't want to listen to me, you think I'm a slap dick, that is totally fine. I'm just some dude with a podcast and some dude on social media who won't shut up. I get it. But, dude, if you're Ray Tanner, And you're those in charge. What about all these guys that wore the garnet and black? What about all these guys that played for this man who's in charge? Damning evidence after damning evidence after damning evidence. What about those guys? What about their opinions? What about their experiences? What about it? It's not just one or two guys. It is an incredibly long list of guys who can attest against this man. What about their opinions? Because, again, I know they're not just talking to me. I know they're not. So I'm not surprised. You know, it's the incompetencies behind closed doors. You know, our good friend Dalton, shout out to Dalton, who's in the Big Cock Club Discord. He, he He joined our Twitter spaces and shed a lot of light on the issues that go beyond Ray Tanner, by the way. And I spoke on Ray Tanner over the weekend. You know, I I just, for his legacy, I'd like to see Ray Tanner step down. I I would. This goes even beyond just the job he's done at AD. But it's time, right? I'm not a guy that comes on this show every day and says, fire Ray Tanner, fire Ray Tanner. Got a lot of love for Ray Tanner. But if I'm speaking directly to Ray, Ray, there's no need for you to be the fall guy anymore. You, you don't need to, to be the dude that everybody's pointing at and everyone's blaming because we all know those who can two plus two equals four, those who can math this thing out, they understand it goes far beyond 
far beyond Ray Tanner. And our good friend Dalton chimed in and, and, and talked about the bill that's currently on the table with the state Senate and restructuring the Board of Trustees. And you know what? That is so far over my head, guys. I'm just a humble podcaster. But there's so many problems behind closed doors at USC, and it's such a damn shame the adults can't figure it out. But that's why I'm not surprised, right? And i tell you what else is unfortunate. Listen, I don't think it was a mistake to move on from Frank Martin. I don't think it was. But if I'd have known what type of season Mark Kingston was going to have, had I known, had I known, if I could go back and change it all, I would gladly, gladly let Frank Martin come back and get rid of Mark Kingston. Because, guys, there aren't expectations for basketball. Let's call it for what it is. Basketball doesn't have some rich history and tradition of winning. They don't. So, while I was upset with Frank Martin and just doing the same thing over and over and over every year, and again, I, I don't think it was a mistake to make a change, there's nothing that says South Carolina basketball should win. And I know that's such a defeatist mentality, and I hate it. I hate it. But looking at it, there's nothing that says that program should be elite or should be winning the SEC or should be going to the tournament once every three years. That is just not the case in baseball. Quite the contrary, quite the opposite. There's no excuse not to be going to the postseason every year. I don't give a damn. Listen, you can talk injuries until you're blue in the face. And I'll tell you this. I didn't speak on this much last week. One of the things that probably bothers me more than anything, and it sort of got swept under the rug, but Mark Kingston in postgame, after Sal kind of loses to Florida, we all know the season's over. We all know it's over. So it's the last time he'll speak to media for God knows how long, right? God knows how long. Mark Kingston wanted to chalk this thing up to, you know, some years everything just goes your way and some years it just doesn't go your way. And this year it just didn't go our way. Mark, we finished below 500. Let me hear you talk about how it's unacceptable for this program. It's unacceptable for South Carolina baseball. Talk about that. Talk about, like, condoning, I don't give a damn how many injuries you have. I really don't. There is no excuse to go below 500. None. There's no excuse. I don't care. There's no, like, does he compute that? That's what I'm getting at. Like, does he understand that? Does he understand that? I don't care if in your own head, you don't think it's a big deal. You need to act like it's a big deal because it is a big deal. You know, I've seen people on social media, well, Chris, we're just Gamecocks. You know what happens? We lose games. No, we don't. That might be the case in football. It might be the case in basketball, but it's not the case for counter baseball. This type of shit don't happen. This type of shit does not happen. Going below 500, and guess what, guys? Two years ago, excuse me, three years ago, he went 500 on the dot. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? I mean, it feels so painfully like a must-champ situation. It really does. This really feels like a must-champ all over again, but on the baseball side. Because I can tell you, and just looking ahead, right, because he's back. He's back. It don't matter how much I kick and scream. He's back. It don't matter how many fire mark kinks and tweets we send. He's back. Looking ahead to next year, guys, believe it or not, I say all of that and what might shock some of you, hey, I wouldn't be shocked if we made the postseason. I wouldn't be shocked. We're going to be a lot better on the mound, 
right? We're going to be, I, I think we are. I think we'll be a lot better on the mound. I don't think we're going to be able to hit for shit. I mean, I, I, you know, we're going to be dead near, damn near dead last in the league and hitting again. No doubt. No question. Mark Kingston's already, you know, cut six guys or, or, or kind of pushed six guys out or whatever. I'm sure there's more to follow, right? You're going to lose a lot from a lineup that was dead last in the league. You're going to, he's going to do everything he can to go plug away with Juco guys because, hey, Mark Kingston slapped Dick Mark. He can't recruit in state. He does, he turns his nose up at high school coaches. That, and I, that's, that's very well documented from former players who have connections with high school coaches. So, you know, he's going to go the Juco route. He's going to go transfer portal. We're going to hit 260 as a team again. But it wouldn't shock me if the pitching carries us just like it did in 2021 and we somehow backdoor our way in the postseason as a 32 or 33 win team. With all that being said, you're not solving the problem. That's the, that's the biggest issue. You're not solving the problem. Guys, my greatest concern, and there's nothing that shows me that it'll be any different, we're never going to be able to hit at an elite level under Mark Kingston. Never. We're never going to be able to hit. Ever, 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 ever. We'll never be able to do so. I, there's no evidence that proves otherwise. There's no evidence. And again, I, I love, I would love nothing more. Make it very clear. I'd love nothing more than to see South Carolina next season go win 40 games. And, 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 that's, and that's what I'll say too, because there were, there were, and they might agree with me, they might disagree. Hey, I saw players in the Twitter space. I saw parents in the Twitter space. All kinds of folks in that Twitter space we ran Friday night. Hey, if you want to shut me up, if you want to shut me up, go win 40 games. Go win more than 35 games, for the love of God. But go win 40 games. Go win, because winning cures all. Hey, guess what? I don't like Mark Kingston right now. I don't want Mark Kingston back. But we go win 40 games next year, you won't hear a peep from me about Mark Kingston. Winning cures all, man. Winning cures all. But unfortunately, there's just no evidence for us. And again, what's the most sad part and the most frustrating part for yours truly, as much as I love Carolina baseball, as much as I love it, nobody's going to be excited for it. Nobody. And I don't even blame them. Nobody is going to be pumped for Carolina baseball. We'll get no preseason hype. We'll get no preseason love. We'll be expected to finish at the bottom of the league and hitting again because it's just what we do. It's just what we do under Mark Kingston. We can't swing it worth a damn. So I, I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. It's kind of like what your parents would say to you, right? I'm not surprised. And that's what cuts even deeper, right? When they get mad at you, it sucks. But when they say that, that cuts deep. Disappointed with me. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I'm not shocked. USC, it's, it's complete incompetence behind closed doors. It's complete incompetence. They don't want to pay a buyout. Good luck drawing a crowd at Founders Park next season. That's all I got to tell you. Good, good luck drawing a crowd. So, again, Mark Kingston's back. There's no need to de beat a dead horse any longer. I don't know if we'll even talk, talk any baseball past today until early next season. That's what sucks. That's what's unfortunate. Hey, I hope it stings. I hope it stings for Ray Tanner. I hope it stings for all those behind closed doors. I hope it stings for everyone involved with Gamecocks baseball watching over the next few weeks in the regionals, the super regionals, the college world series, because that's where we should be. There is no excuse. There's no excuse. None. You Injury? Nope. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about the injuries, Mark. If you went 32 and 20 or 32 and I don't know, you won 32, 33 games, you went 15 and 15, 14 and 16. 
maybe, maybe I could cut you some slack. Maybe. But you went below 500. Like, you are in rare territory four times since 1964. Guys, what is that? A sick, damn near a 60-year period. That's a long time. That's a long time. Hadn't happened in, what, 26 years, 1996? Am I doing my math correctly? I don't even know. But whatever. It hadn't happened since 1996. So don't, don't, don't pretend to me and condone that, well, we just had an off year and everything went against us. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't give a damn who was hurt. I don't give a damn. And you know what? There's no other entity, no other outlet, and all due respect to them, hey, they got to keep business relationships and keep a smile on their face, and that's great. But fuck that. I'm not going to be that guy. We're going to call it as it is. Mark Kingston needs to go. Bottom... Uh, Barring, what does he have to do? Many turn to, okay, Chris, let's turn the page. What's he got to do next year to keep his job? I think at minimum, at minimum, for me to say, you know what? Mark Kingston proved me wrong. You got to host a regional and host a super. Bottom line. Bottom line. Like, it's got to be a huge jump. I, I don't think just making the postseason, I don't think just, just sneaking in at 32 or 33 wins, that's not enough. That, that's just not enough. It's, it's not enough. It's not enough. You've got to show me. You've got to show me. I mean, you have completely just done a 180 in regards to your approach. The numbers have to reflect it. The record has to reflect it. All of that. All of that has to happen. So good luck. Good luck. You got to host a super in my mind. You got to host a super. At least show there's major, major, major progress being made. And Mark Kingston, I mean, his seat folks should be scorching, scorching, Going into 2023, you don't like it. There's plenty of other head coaching jobs where you don't have nearly the pressure. But we expect to win. We, we, will, we will not – I will not allow – I will not allow Mark Kingston nor this decision to keep him to alter my expectations for this program because this is an elite program. I don't give a damn what you say. I don't give a damn what you tweet. I don't give a damn what you think. This is an elite program. That mindset should not change. We have an elite program. We've got a dog shit coach right now. But we're an elite program. All it's going to take whenever he's gone, unless he turns it around, is getting the right guy in. Getting the right guy in. Because you know what? South Carolina is still South Carolina. Them trophies outside the, outside the center field wall, they're going nowhere. They're going nowhere. You're in the best conference in college baseball. you got one of the nicest ballparks in America. You've got history. you got tradition. You get the right guy in there. Easiest cake. We should win. Bottom line. Easiest cake. You should win. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. So, guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Mark Kingston. I could go on all day long, but I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts, your reactions. We do have listener questions to get into later in the show, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of reactions there. So, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, guys, before we do, though, let's talk. We do this every single year, and I know what you're thinking. Chris, we had a terrible season. Don't do it. But you know what? There were some great individual performers this season I want to recognize. So without further ado, drum roll, please. The 2022 Yardcocks postseason award show. Guys, we're awarding everything from hitting, pitching, fielding, all that good stuff. Let's start with the Coonskin Cap Award for the top hitter. And, of course, if you did not realize the Coonskin Cap and the significance of that, the Gamecocks baseball players awarded each other with a coonskin cap when they hit a home run. So if you're not following, that's where it came from. Either way, our coonskin cap award, and i tell you what, I knew this guy had a good season. But when I stopped and looked at the statistics, my goodness, like, like it jumped off of the page. I texted my buddy, said, I said, did you realize this? 
Did you realize how good this dude was? Especially in conference play, right? I mean, what he did in the best conference in America on a bum ankle. By the way, and of course that gives away, guys, the winner of the Coonskin Cap Award, which goes to the top hitter for the Yardcocks, none other than Josiah Seitler. Seitler hit 300 overall this season, 15 home runs, 31 RBI. But guys, he did his best work in conference play. Get this. The dude hit 340. 340 in SEC play, 11 of his 15 home runs were in the conference, and 24 of his 31 RBI came against SEC pitching. Simply put, from start to finish in league play, he was the Gamecocks' best hitter, Josiah Seitler. An incredible year, and what a year for a guy that, guys, just a couple short years ago was on the verge, was on the verge of not even being on this roster. I mean, truly incredible. So again, the winner of the Coonskin Cap Award goes to none other than Josiah Seitler. Guys, let's move to the Michael Roth Award, which goes to Pitcher of the Year. And I'll tell you what, this dude, man, the way he stepped up, we did not talk about him enough. I did my best to make sure that he got recognized. But it, it goes beyond even just the numbers, right? It goes beyond the stuff, the consistency. And every single time, especially in SEC play, every single time, he took the bump. I felt confident that we got a great chance to win. And, and also, a guy that was brought in that we were expecting, I was expecting to be a back into the bullpen kind of guy. You know, we'll, we'll get an inning out of him every weekend, inning or two, whatever. But being thrust into a starting role and performing in a way in which he did, absolutely incredible. Where would this team have been without him? So the winner of the Michael Roth Award, which goes the pitcher of the year, none other than right-handed pitcher, Noah Hall. Noah Hall went three and five overall with a 4-3-4 ERA in SEC play, though, guys. He was three and three with a 3-1-8 ERA. And I tell you what, those stats are misleading. Those stats are misleading because you look at his number, guys. This is a guy we're talking about. You talk about consistency, averaged over six innings per start in SEC play. You know, I kept waiting weekend after weekend after weekend for him to have sort of that, that off weekend, quote unquote, if you will, have that weekend where, you know, he just doesn't really have it. He's facing a great offense, obviously. But he was rock solid each and every single performance, each and every single time they handed him the baseball, guys. It was absolutely incredible to watch. So, again, guys, our winner of the Michael Roth Award goes to right-handed pitcher Noah Hall. Guys, let's move to the Scott Wingo Award, which we award to the best fielder for the Yardcocks. And I'll tell you this, this was a hard one because there were a lot of great options, right? A lot of great plays made in the field. And we talked last week about how South Carolina did in the field. And I was a little surprised to see – you know, the numbers where they were, South kind of finishing, what, 11th in the SEC in fielding, which I thought was a little bit low. But there were some highlight real plays, and it felt like like every other week, South kind of was on the D1 baseball top five plays of the weekend or what have you. But it was a freshman that stood out to me. A freshman, highlight real catch after highlight real catch, man, saving so many runs this year with the Gamecocks pitching staff. Of course, I'm talking in the winner of the Scott Wingo Award, freshman outfielder, Evan Stone. Dude, Evan Stone, while he struggled at the plate, and of course, as a true freshman, what he did for this ball club in the center field was absolutely incredible, man. Like I said, using that speed, using that athleticism, and uh, it was a ton of fun. I mean, a ton of fun to watch. So again, the winner of the Scott Wingo Award goes to outfielder Evan Stone. Guys, let's move to the Matt Price Award, which goes into the reliever of the year. And again, with all the injuries, 
guys were thrust into positions that maybe they weren't even ready for or they didn't think they'd be in. And I watched this dude in the preseason, and I thought, you know what, he's got a chance to really help us, even though he is a freshman. And the dude, again, just in SEC play, weekend after weekend, we turned to him. And I think he really quietly had a great year. This is someone that didn't get taught about nearly as much. You know, we were focused on the Halls and the Sanders and the Beckers. But he had a phenomenal year. And, of course, guys, the winner, I'm talking the winner of the Matt Price Award goes to right-handed pitcher, Cade Austin. Guys, Cade 5-2 and two with a 3.17 ERA, had two saves in the year. And an SEC play, I mean, 3-1 and one with a 2.84 ERA was fantastic. He threw a lot of strikes. He attacked hitters. And, again, they would ask him many, many times to pitch multiple times in a weekend. Absolutely incredible what he did for this ball club. So, again, guys, right-handed pitcher, Cade Austin, the winner of the Matt Price Award. Guys, a new award added to the 2022 awards here, the Braden Webb Award. Shout out my dude, Braden Webb, which will go to the freshman of the year. And of course, the significance of that, you might recall Braden Webb's freshman season in 2016, in which he set the record for strikeouts in a season for a freshman. So I thought, you know what, what better way to name this award for the standout freshman on this ball club than the Braden Webb Award? And again, there were many options for this because you think of the Lee Croys, the Braswells, the Stones, the Hornungs, the Beckers. Um, and I know this dude, you know, he went through the ups and downs, which you expect from a true freshman, but overall, you know, got hot, very, very hot in the beginning, cooled off in the middle, and I think got hot yet again at the end. It was so much fun to watch him play, and he really served as a spark plug for this ball club. Guys, the winner of the Braden Webb Award goes to freshman shortstop Michael Braswell. Guys, Braswell hit 284 overall, two home runs, 27 RBI in an SEC play. He hit 215, a homer, 13 RBI. So fell off an SEC, and like we said, in the middle of the season, got really, really cold. But guys, this is a year award. We cannot forget how electric this dude was early in the season. He also pitched, right? There was a moment where I thought, dude, nobody's ever going to hit this kid. Michael Braswell was fantastic, a phenomenal player to watch. And I think in regards to upside, what he's going to do in his future here at South Carolina, he is going to be an absolute stud in the Garnet and Black over the next couple of years. So again, guys, the winner of the Braden Webb Award goes to freshman shortstop Michael Braswell. Guys, let's move to the slap dick of the year. I'm not going to go very long with this one. Mark Kingston. Hey, you earned it. You know what? First under 500 record for South Carolina baseball since 1996. It falls on the head, man. Mark Kingston easily slap dick of the year. Moving on. <laughs> um, the hashtag win anyway award, which guys, this is going to go to the heart and soul of the team. Who was the dude on a day in, day out basis, weekend after weekend that you look to and you said, if he has a good day, we have a good day. And even if he doesn't have a good day, he's going to lead us emotionally. He's going to lead us by example. The dude that stood out to me was actually a guy his first year on the roster but Brant Belt folks you know I, I thought you could see the emotion he played with being at the ballpark you could hear him you could see the you know see the way the passion in which he played the game but also leading by example which we're going to get into in just a second man and the, and the way he swung the bat the way he played in the field just the overall way that he played the game you could tell he was a veteran he had been there done that again I thought he was a massive massive asset to this ball club, and it certainly hurt this Gamecocks baseball team late in the season when he went down. But uh, truly, man, I thought he served as the heart and soul, and it was a pleasure to watch him ball out. So, again, the winner of the hashtag win anyway award goes to outfielder, infielder, Brant Belt. Guys, let's talk best moment of the 2022 season. This one was tough because, unfortunately, there were not a lot of great moments. There really weren't. There really were not. There were not a ton of great moments. Let's call it for what it is. But I go back to this. That series, or the series, I should say in plural, the series victories against Texas, 
and Vanderbilt. <laughs> you know what's bad? What's so great about those is this is before we knew like we were terrible. You know, we knew we were struggling. We had gotten swept by Clemson, but beating a Texas who at that time was ranked in the top 10, beating a Vandy who was ranked in the top five, you know, it gave us hope. It gave us, you know what, maybe this ball club, maybe there's something to this group. And unfortunately it didn't materialize, but those series victories, man, both being at home, being in the ballpark for both weekends was an absolute blast. It was an absolute treat. So again, guys, my best moment, easily hands down the series victories against both Texas and Vandy and being in the building, by the way, for both of those guys. Finally, the final award, of course, saving the best for last, the TSUS season MVP. And I mentioned him earlier and a guy that, again, I just don't know where this season would have been without him from start to finish. He was just steady Eddie, man. Every single day I felt like he showed up, showed out, did his thing, balled out for South Carolina. And again, what's crazy about it, he had all that experience. He was sort of the quote-unquote old guy in the room, but the, the intensity, right, the intensity and the passion and the leadership, I think he also brought to that clubhouse paid off huge dividends for this team so again guys the winner of the tsus season mvp goes to brant belk overall hit 340 with six homers 38 rbi and sec play ho-hum hit 350 with four home runs and 18 rbi from start to finish he was the most valuable piece of this team he was the most valuable player he was the best overall player on this ball club so again guys my tsus season mvp goes to Mr. Brant Bell. Congratulations to all of our winners. And guys, I would love to hear from you all your thoughts. Did I snub anyone? Did anybody get left off that you think should have been on there? I think these awards were pretty fair, honestly, for the most part. Um, I, I think these awards, uh, I think I did a pretty good job. But I'd love to hear from you. Who do you think got left off that should have been on there? Is anybody specifically or any moments or anything like that you think should have been included in our postseason awards? And again, congratulations to all of our Winners. Guys, before we get out of here really quickly, got a couple of listener questions, right? I posed the question to you asking your reaction, your thoughts to Mark Kingston returning. Here we go. Sanchelli Four says Kingston's return has a lot to do with the Board of Trustees shuffling going on, correct? I think it does. I, I think it does. I, I think that not wanting to pay the buyout, but just the incompetencies behind closed doors. I think that's where I really cite a lot of this happening. Uh, Brooks Bennett 13 says, did you see the new rankings for SEC defenses? We should be higher, Brooks. I got to be honest, I didn't. If you want to send me that link, I would love to take a look at it. Uh, the Yardcock says, thoughts on the returning lineup. Also next year, we have Ethan Petrie coming to town. Um, I mean, here's the thing, Yardcock. You're, you're replacing a lot of big dudes from a lineup that was already dead last in the league. So, I mean, you lose a lot of your top hitters. I mean, you lose guys like Brant Belk. You lose Wimmer. You lose Eister. where's the production going to come from? So until you prove me otherwise, I see this being another year in which the Gamecocks are are, are damn near dead last and near the bottom of the league uh, in hitting. Unfortunately, that's just what I see right now. Hopefully I'm proven wrong. Um, Chase McLaughlin says, or McLaughlin, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. No questions besides what are we thinking? I hear you. Uh, Frisco Jim 12, do you think this will be a result in both Kingston and Tanner being gone next year? I would not be surprised if within the next couple of months, Ray Tanner is gone. Um, he also says, is this an insult to the hardcore count of baseball fans? It feels like a little bit of a slap in the face. I'm not going to lie to you, Frisco. It does. feels like a slap in the face. And like I said, it's, it's, it's not shocking. I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I, I'm just extremely, extremely disappointed to think to where this program, right? This program, where it has fallen to, it, it's sad. It's sad. And Team Doyle with the final question or statement, Team Doyle just comments and says, 
fuck that. So I think that's a great place to leave it. That's exactly how we all feel today, and that's exactly how we all feel moving forward for Carolina baseball. You know, one of my favorite slogans I've said over and over is, feels good to be good. Unfortunately, right now when it comes to Carolina baseball, I think sucks to suck feels more appropriate to where this program is. Guys, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments. Let's have one fantastic week. Again, have a very happy and safe Memorial Day, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Wednesday.